0: All right, boss, tell them what you're going to tell them.
1: Hello, and welcome to Messages and Methods. I am your host, Shelly Carney. Today, we're going to be talking about building your branding assets. If you're just starting a whole new business, this is going to be from the ground up. If you already have some in place, you're ready to go. Rocking it. All right, we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes.
0: And I'm your producer and director for today's show. My name is Toby Yunus. Stick around at the end because we have a special announcement that you may want to be aware of.
2: If you are in your 50s or older, We've got something wonderful to share with you. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to quickly expand your brand and business? Or would you like to visit with us, tell us your story and share your message with the world? Experience Messages and Methods Live Stream Podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week we come together to discuss topics related to Encore Entrepreneurs, content marketing, live streaming video, podcasting, and blogging. We share stories, experiences, and knowledge to help others in their journey to creating a highly visible online presence. Subscribe today and become a part of our treasured community. Yay. Subscribe today and become a part of our
0: treasured. You because like that? we treasure, yeah, yeah. I like that. Little play on words there. That's huh? right. All right, you ready to start My this?
1: buttons are out of place there.
0: Okay, oh, well, I'll give you a moment list. to fix your put buttons. Put them in the middle one there. Are you happy there?
1: I like to be centered. Let's center ourselves. Um, all right. Are you centered? Are you grounded? Are you feeling good?
0: I am both centered. I am all three centered, grounded, and feeling good.
1: Are you having a good week?
0: I'm having... Monday was weird.
1: Monday was weird.
0: Monday was weird. I don't Why know was what Monday it was, weird? Because, um, silly me, my doctors sent me some... It isn't new medication. It was the same medication, but instead of taking two in the morning, two at night, mm-hmm. they, they changed the, it's the same dosage, but it was in one pill. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But when I changed the caps, because the cap says how much you take two in the morning, two in the night, mm-hmm. I changed the cap and I ended up taking double doses for three days. Oops. Like, uh, and so by Monday I was like, Oh, this is space cadetti. Oh yeah. It was a little bit like, been going on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Final, got back in control. So now you know all about my. Medication. All right. Are you going right. ask
1: me about my week?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how is your are you now that you're centered and grounded? I'm centered or, and I'm grounded. How was your week?
1: Um okay? so pretty far? good. Kevin went to the doctor on Monday, as you mm-hmm. know. And uh so we're just still waiting on that's a whole process, you know. When you once you have a diagnosis and then you gotta get to see the right doctor, and then you gotta, you know, Make sure that if you have to have surgery, it's got to be a doctor. It's got privileges at the hospital and blah, 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 blah. So that, you know, that's on moving along, but it's a, it's a process.
0: But why don't you let the folks know it's not uh, a life-threatening situation? It's not a
1: life-threatening yeah, situation. it's just I mean, it's part just of just, getting uh, older. Well, it's something that my husband's going through, and and uh, he's okay. Yeah. He's yeah. not 100%, but he'll get there. Yeah, we well, not sure he will. And uh, other than that, been pretty great. We got to talk to uh, some people this week uh, who are interested in signing up with us as our clients. So uh-huh. that's been exciting.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's always nice getting new clients, yeah. and we're very excited about our October uh, event, that mm-hmm. conference that we're going to in Arizona. And mm-hmm. uh, she
1: podcast. The called. she podcast. Yeah, and Toby is accompanying me as my non-binary companion.
0: Is that what I am? Now? <laughs> I like being a business partner. Yeah. Business near. partner. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, because it's, she podcast and it's very focused on women in podcasting, which is wonderful. And you are very supportive of women in podcasting. So I'm
0: supportive yeah. of women in general. Yeah, that's true. When that's you have true. four daughters, that's uh, practically a requirement. You are. Um. Um. And how many people do they expect at this uh, event? Ooh, I don't know. Thousand, no. 1200. I
1: don't know. Oh. I have no idea. I'm, well, I just have this. Uh, <laughs> I just know they're having, you know, issues with people saying, oh, I might come. I might not come because of the whole I'm worried about COVID and yeah. the Delta variant and all right. of that. So they're having a lot of issues with people. So they're trying to make it as humanly safe as humanly possible. Uh-huh. You know? That's good.
0: Well, I just like the idea of being in a place where I'm surrounded, one man surrounded by a thousand women. Yeah. I think that should be fun. huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: pretty much. Pretty there much. might be some other husbands. There.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure some non-binary other husband Barry. I don't know what, what do you, how do you refer <laughs> well, to my that?
1: husband's going so but he's not going to be participating in the conference yeah
0: he didn't pay for the conference we paid for the conference right yeah he
1: paid for the hotel room <laughs> so he'll be there so
0: we're using it as kind of our our annual vacation as well so yeah
1: but it's going to be our first podcasting convention and we're going to learn a lot I think and a lot of great people well that's what I'm hoping for both of those things yeah. Are you ready to start this? Let's get started on our presentation. We're going to talk about building your branding assets for your online business.
0: So this is uh, this is episode four of the eleven episodes, and honestly, as Shelly will probably confirm for you, this is one of my favorite parts of developing a uh, an online business is uh, building your branding assets this is where i get this to use this is what my...
1: toby does day 1 we got an idea let me start on the assets yeah, yeah. day I, 1 I
0: really, even if it doesn't go anywhere
1: seconds later he's on there buying <laughs> domains and...
0: <laughs> this is this really is the favorite part of the whole process for me and and because it involves uh, a lot of creativity uh, graphic design uh, you know, picking colors, picking music. It's, it's, it's a very cool process for me.
1: Yeah. Lots of decisions need to be made. So he's good at making those decisions. Some people might, might be a little less so, but when you see how simple it is and uh, understand that it's not, you know, nothing is, is forever. Uh, then I think it makes it a little bit easier to just, just do it. Yeah.
0: Not, not to get too crazy about it and not to get too, uh, Uh, obsessive compulsive about it. Let it just kind of flow Mm -hmm. and let it be Mm -hmm. and let it work for you because the sooner you can get that process done, Mm -hmm. the sooner you can start marketing yourself. Don't
1: let it get in the way of moving forward. Yeah, this is
0: not the kind of thing that you should be spending weeks on. Mm -hmm. You should be able to get this all done in a day, believe Mm -hmm. it or
1: not. Mm
0: And and I don't mean a full 24 hour day, I mean like a eight hour day. So uh, building your branding assets includes uh, identifying the name of your show and the tagline. And uh, again, try not to struggle with it. You should have a very good sense of what your show is about uh, and how it's gonna fit in your uh, future. Uh, We're gonna talk about Snappa or Canvas for developing your graphics. We use both, I'm sorry, not Canvas, Canva. Uh, because we use both, and we have our um, we have opinions about both. They, mm-hmm. They're both very good at uh, different things. Uh, you're going to pick your colors, but you're going to have to understand the code uh, that is associated with that color because you're on the interwebs now, and you have to be able to describe everything in either binary, uh, decimal. Uh, hexadecimal or binary hexadecimal. Huh? You didn't even know that existed. You're going to build a logo and avatar, and they have pretty much become one and the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to select some images that work for you. Um, you're going to select some music um, that works for you, and we're going to and we're going to show you how we make our intros and outros. And I'll explain each of those. We'll explain each of those um, when we get to that point. But we also want you to know that a lot of these resources can be accessed for free at no charge. Uh, But there are some that require subscription that give you the opportunity to subscribe. And we always go with the subscription, not only because it gets us more, but because it's consistent for us. And because we feel like it's such a good use of our time that that monthly investment of a subscription isn't a lot for us when you compare it to the number of hours that you would have to spend uh, doing that kind of work otherwise. Did you want to add to that? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You want me to go back is there anything you want to add to that i no. okay so just an uh, overview all right you Uh. take off on this and then i'll follow up
1: with it all right so uh we need to decide on a show name right your show name does not need to be your name or the name of your business what it needs to be is what people are looking for the people that you want to attract so in our case we used messages and methods because we're trying to attract those people who have a message they want to share and they have a method that they teach others to uh, improve their lives. And so that really encapsulates who we're speaking to. And so that is um, why we chose messages and methods. And you may want to choose something uh, that's equally you know, all encompassing, uh, or you want to be, might want to be very niched down, but you know, the most important thing is that it's clear why, why you called it that and what it means so that when people see it and they're scrolling through all the available podcasts, they see it, they go, Oh, that sounds like something I need to listen to because it resonates with them. So, uh, try to pick a show name that does that. And there's no more than three words. And a tagline is something like, um, start live streaming in five days, basically something like that. You know, it's just, you want to get that message out that they immediately understand what you're talking about, who you are and, um, and how you fit into their lives. State your mission, uh. I'm not sure what you mean by that, so I'm going to ask you. What oh, okay, mean?
0: yeah, no more than five words, and it should be an encapsulation of your mission. So, our mission on methods and metho- metho- messages and methods is content creation and online marketing, right? That's what we want to we want people to understand about what we do, and more importantly, so I used to teach class in elevator speeches, the speech that you Pitch. would pitch. If somebody were to ask you, what do you do in an elevator? You have three to 10 floors to be able to tell them that. So I used to teach them how to do that. The most important part of both your um, uh, tagline and an elevator speech is that it should immediately stimulate a follow-on question. So when I say something like content creation and online marketing, they should ask a question that is something like, well, yeah, I don't understand how that helps me, or what do you mean by that, or why, why would you do that, right? So that's that's what you want out of it. If they just shake their head like that and walk out of the elevator, you need to work on your pitch, and your pitch is an elevator pitch, so you have 30 to 60 seconds, sometimes less, honestly, to be able to expl- explain, explain to people what you do uh, enough so that they ask the follow-on question, and you can say, Uh, before you leave, let me give you my card or whatever it is you're going to use uh, to uh, help them communicate with you. All right. So that's the key part of it. It should be enough to uh, explain what you do, but not enough so that they can't ask another question about it because that's kind of the follow on. That's, that's the next step. Let me get you to ask a question.
1: Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, if it isn't anything that they would have any interest in, uh, perhaps you only help uh, women in their 30s to do such and such, and you meet Toby in an elevator. Well, he's probably not going to be interested in what you do, but then again, he may know somebody. He may have a daughter that might be interested. So go ahead and pitch him, but don't you know expect him to get excited about it in for himself.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is when you do get that pitch and you hear it, let's say that Toby's on the other side of that equation, and they uh, they say, like, my job is to help women grow their small businesses or, or whatever. Um, and I say, well, maybe I can help you. I do this. I help with online services or developing their content. If there's a way I can help you, let me know. And and so there's always an opportunity to either get to get something back from the from the engagement, to get back either an opportunity uh, to work with a person or maybe they can work with you in some cases. So that's why you should refine it so enough so that people can ask the next question. How can I help you Is one of those possible questions?
1: All right. So you're going to need to build some graphics for your business. And uh, there are two really good uh, applications available to you online that uh, can help you with that. We have tried both Snappa and Canva, and uh, you can choose either one. Uh, The reason I like Snappa is it's very simple. There's no there's not a lot of extraneous things going on. It's not telling you, oh, make these, 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 these. It's like, do you need a YouTube banner? Do you need a Facebook banner? Or do you need an Instagram post? You know, and it really narrows things down so you're not uh inundated with a whole bunch of information. It keeps it real simple.
0: Uh Canva, on the other hand, will provide you. Uh, all kinds of templates. They, it's kind of a template based application all the way from if you wanted to use it to identify your brand colors, your brand fonts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it has a feature in it right here. I don't, you probably can't see it. I can't even see we'll it from
1: here. It comes up later, doesn't it? Uh,
0: I think it does, uh, where it will help you build your uh, brand identity uh, with colors and fonts and things mm-hmm. like that. It's called Brand Kit, I think. The Brand Kit, that's mm-hmm. right. Now, uh, they both offer free versions. Snappa's free version doesn't have a time limit on it. Canva's free version, you have to make a decision within 30 days. Uh, they're both um, – they, they're not – they're priced a little bit different, but not much. Canva is $12.99 a month for their pro version. Uh, Snap is $15 a month for their pro version. Uh, we have subscriptions to both because we use both of them. We use them consistently and because they do save us a lot of time, especially when we're looking for that template-based approach that has uh, that Canva has. Another nice thing about Canva is we uh, have engaged with other content creators that had created their own templates and they share those templates with you. And uh, for example, you can see this one down here. Uh, is a template that was shared to us by a young woman who was talking about a product that we use called Descript. Descript, and she had a template, uh, a Canva template that she used it. She shared it uh, with us or with people that were watching her video, and it and it shows up in our Canva account. We didn't have to do anything. Uh, to, for it to be able to show up. So each has good features. I think Shelly's description of Snap is the, if you need a quick graphic like a, a YouTube thumbnail, if Snappa does it, you just open that template. It gives you options if you want, uh, you wanna use one of theirs uh, or you can create it from scratch. And once you've created it, this is our messages and methods, YouTube thumbnail template. Once you've created it, the only thing I have to do each time is come back and change the text and the picture, and then I can save it for uh, that thumbnail. Now, the other nice thing about uh, Snappa is we also have to create a thumbnail for our uh, podcast. And they're a completely different format uh, 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 dep- template. They're 1,000 by 1,000 as opposed to 1280 by 720. And all you have to do is say, I want to take this and change it into 1,000 by 1,000 square, and it does it for you. Uh, it takes all the components and it rearranges them for you. And all you have to do is save that. So Snappa has some really cool uh, uh, AI based tools that can help you as does Canva. Can the nice thing about Canva is it has far more templates and the templates are far more sophisticated. Uh, You can look, Canva is what a lot of the, um, the um, social media influencers use for their uh, graphics. All right. So that's one way to do it, uh, using either Snappa or Canva for graphics. Now, color codes are important (laughs) because once you select your colors, you're going to be using, you're going to identify that color by its code to uh, anyone who requires to know what your colors are. So we always warn people in advance uh, to Uh, Once you choose your color, and the easiest way to do it is pick a color that comes into your head. Let's say your favorite color is magenta. Uh, Go to Google and say, uh, type in magenta hex code. Hex is short for hexadecimal. It's a 16-digit numbering system that's used in computing. Uh, And it has both numbers and letters, zero through nine, and then A, B, C, D, E, F. And depending on their position, they have different meanings. Well, there are six positions for an entire range of of, uh, colors, uh, the color palette, and almost any color you can imagine has a hexadecimal code associated with it. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that the web can only display up to 256. So you may wanna know whether or not your hex code is web safe, all right? And I'm gonna explain how to find that out in a minute. So pick your initial color your initial favorite color. Go to Google and say, um, hex code for turquoise or turquoise hex code. And it'll give you that six digit number, write that down. Now there are other numbers that you'll get with it, such as HSL or RGB. It's a good, uh, good idea to write those down as well. You will use them more rarely than your hex code, but make sure you get to the idea of recording that hex code because you're gonna use it a lot as you go forward in designing your work. Comments?
1: Any application that has a color uh, feature will allow you to choose uh, custom colors or uh, the hexadecimal code. Um, For instance, if you're doing your email and you want, you know, you want uh, uh, some kind of a banner or something, and you want that particular color, or even a border, or just a square, or a rect, anything.
0: A background. Uh, a yeah.
1: background. And you're going to want those hex codes either in tattooed in your brain or up on your bulletin board because you're going to reference them a lot in the future so make sure that you have them written down correctly and you double check them every now and then they say did i make a mistake no that shouldn't look green it should look blue and um, make sure you have that hex code correct because if you give the wrong hex code to somebody even off by one digit They'll have the wrong color, and uh, then you're stuck. You may have paid somebody for some work and given them the color incorrectly, and now you have to pay them again to fix it. So make sure you have those hex colors correct.
0: So I was talking about the whiteboard that I have literally hanging on the wall over here with a bunch of yellow sticky notes with all those hex numbers on it, so I don't have to look them up each time. I have have them on my bulletin board too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So once you pick your colors, uh, what you want is a palette of colors that are consistent in all your work, all your design work, uh, whether it's a web page or uh, a uh, landing page or anything else, or, or even designing your logo and avatar. So you want to keep those colors. Now, a tool that I've used for as long as I can, as long as I've had access to the internet. Uh, is a tool. It's now called Palaton. It used to be Color Scheme Designer. Uh, And I actually, if you, if you look for Color Scheme Designer, (laughs) how to video, there's a video out there that I did back in 2011 on how to use it. I think it has like 47,000 views. Uh, Some company bought it, put it out there. It's still free and it's called Palaton, Palaton, right? Palette. Number three there. Number three there. So uh, so you're gonna pick your favorite color, right? Uh, let's say it's turquoise and you're gonna get that hex code. Then you go to paleton.com and you're gonna enter that hex code. And the place that you're going to enter it is right down here. And that's gonna put this, your primary color in here. And then you can start playing with those colors. You can move, uh, you want it, you can move it over to the darker or brighter side. Uh, you can move it over to the lighter or more um, pastel. pastel side. Right, But what you're looking for is the option of what is referred to as a triad with complementary color. And so it gives you three colors, this is your primary, and two secondaries and a complementary. And when you run your cursor over that color, it gives you the hex code for that color. I'm just using this as an example, all right? Uh, but those colors are permanent. Another advantage, although you can't see it on here right now, is that every time you build one of these, one of these color palettes, Paleton saves it as a multi-digit code. So you can save that URL And anytime you need to go back to it, you can click on that URL and it'll open your palette again for you. Or if someone calls you and says, I'm going to design your business cards, do you have a color palette that you use? You can give them that URL and they'll get that color palette along with the associated hex codes. And as I said, all you have to do is, uh, is, uh, point your cursor to whatever color that you want and it'll give you the hex code. In addition to that, if you right click it, it'll give you all the other possible HSL, RGB, et cetera. It'll give you all the codes that someone uh, could ask of you and you always have them at that palette. So uh, basically the approach that I take is I start with one color, let's say it's the turquoise. I enter that code down here and then I start playing with it until I'm happy with how it looks. I usually start with a triad, the adjacent colors, and then I pick a complementary color. And the way you do that is by clicking on that button right there uh, to add a complementary color. So it's three adjacent colors with a complementary. That's what these three are right here three adjacent plus a complementary and i can just i can adjust the distance between the primary and the two secondaries so it's it's kind of a cool tool that enables you to get to the colors that you want and know that you're not making a terrible mistake in picking colors that go along with it now i picked kind of a radical one um, in terms, not only in terms of adjacency, but in terms of how I moved a little bit over to the darker side, if you will, uh, which is where I end up a lot for some reason. Uh, there's other features that it has with it, uh, and if you want, you can make a donation every time I use it. I make a ten dollar donation because I've been using it for years. Honestly, uh, it's the best tool I have to be able to put my color schemes together for each of my um, each of my platforms. So. Uh, And then document those head codes, uh, hex codes uh, for your color combination because you're going to be using them over and over and over again. All right. Anything else there? So, uh, logos and avatars. So, um, one of the things that we did for a long time was develop logos for individuals. Whoops. What happened to that picture? I don't know.
1: I was wondering that.
0: (laughs) Did I delete it?
1: I have no idea. Dynamic. I can't make my point unless I have the picture. There it is. Why doesn't it show when you present? I don't know. Is it too far over? I don't think so. It's oh.
0: kind of like halfway there.
1: It's not loading. That's, I'm gonna, it is. I'm just going
0: to put it up here just okay. to see if it loads. All right. We're in real time, folks, because okay. so, yeah. I wanted to make, I want Shelly to make that yeah, point. Yeah. So uh, the first thing to do when you're building out your avatar is use your own, use the color palette. Uh, you remember the uh, uh, infamous uh, Gypsy's Kiss logo. Uh, the color palette was the purple and the gold, royal colors. When we went to AGK Media Studio, we borrowed that logo and added verbiage around it uh, messages and methods. We couldn't, we didn't want to type the whole thing in there. Uh, but the graphics we pulled down from there, this is a new client of ours called medical billing, Me- medical, medical bill billing freedom. freedom, medical bill, bill freedom. freedom. And so we wanted to use money and a stethoscope. And then this is for our friend coffee's show. Uh, that's what's new in health and medicine. Um, the format is a thousand by a thousand pixels. You can use Snappa to do that because what I do with SnaPA is I borrow graphics from the internet. Uh, so for example, this, this uh, uh, call out, the little uh, word bubble, I just borrowed that from the internet and I used our colors to fill in the blanks and M&M and the three dots because it's always about the conversation. In M and M, and the simpler it is, the better, because you're not going to use it. You may eventually have business cards, or you may have a brick and mortar business where you're going to put up that logo. But the simple fact, of, the fact of the matter is, you're going to use it more often on the various platforms. You're going to use it as your avatar on YouTube or Anchor or LinkedIn or Facebook. So that's why we refer to it as an avatar. Shelley, wanted to talk about this one because it was you, you, that was a good idea of yours.
1: Okay, so if you are promoting yourself as a brand. You are the face of your business and you are the brand. Then you're probably going to want to use your professional profile photo. Uh, you can put a colored circle around it, which is nice. It makes it stand out more, and you can use uh, your primary color for that as well. So, what that does is everywhere you appear, Uh, you appear as your face. And that means your face is your brand and your brand is your face. You are a personal brand. So that's what we recommend if that's what you are. This is good if you're like a life coach or any kind of a coach or thought expert, uh, thought leader, uh, subject matter expert. If you are the brand, rather than you know talking about AGK media studio if it was all about me and I am you know the face of the company then I want to use my face.
0: I'm still trying to figure out why I couldn't have that down so uh, again keep it in mind you're going to start with the format 1000 pixel 1000 square pixels square and you're going to want to save it as a transparent uh, PNG file uh, and a JPEG because you'll have need for uh, both of them. Uh, I do use Snap a lot. I also use uh, Adobe Photoshop and I don't have the expensive version of Photoshop. I use Adobe Photoshop Elements that I get uh, update every year for, I think it's like 98 bucks for both uh, Premiere and Elements. I'm sorry, Premiere and Photoshop Elements. Um, So you can use that uh, to develop them as well. It's uh, pretty easy, but you want to do that. And, And, you know, for as complex as this AGK graphic looks, I basically found a graphic of a gold coin. And I found a graphic of that uh, Irish, there's a name for tri- triad something, um, that, that design. Uh, and I just modified the colors for them. So uh, it was a real simple to put together. And then I added the letters in, in the middle, the A-G-K letters in there. Uh, so it looks like a very complex design, but basically it's, uh, it's a design whose components I downloaded from the internet uh, for free. All right. So uh, my favorite application is Fiverr.com. And I know that sounds crazy to make it an, uh, make it an application. If there's something that I feel I can't do credibly... Or if there's something I don't want to spend the time doing, I go to Fiverr.com. In this case, I said logo design, and I picked uh, minimalist just for style, right? And I got all these guys are willing to design a logo for you for 25 bucks, and, and it's yours, right? So if you want a more complex design, you might have to pay a little bit more for it, but you can get a minimalist design for 25 bucks. Why not go ahead and do that? And they will give you all the things that you need. And all you have to do is give them the specifications. You can say, here's my colors. Here's kind of my brand message. And, um, and here's the size that I want. And what formats, thousand by a thousand pixels. Uh, I want a .png with a transparent background and I want a JPEG. And I'd like, to ha- I'd like it to be round you know, just so it looks good in my YouTube avatar. So you can give them all that. And for a very small fee, as little as $25, they'll design it for you and come back to you. And don't, uh, they're, you're dealing with people all over the world, all around the world. And uh, they have their pricing, they show you examples of their work, you engage in a an agreement, Uh, You do pay them in advance, but you can always say you don't like what they did and they can give you uh, another uh, option. Uh, And if you're not happy in the end, you can ask for your money back and you do that through Fiverr. So there's a lot of protection in there. Although all you have to do is look at the number of stars they're rated and how many ratings they have. And down here, you can see this guy has four and a half stars and 335 ratings. Well, this one is what, 867 ratings with uh, the 4.9 stars. So that tells you that people like their work and that they've been around for enough time to be uh, comfortable, uh, you you to be comfortable that they're going to deliver what they promised, you know? So uh, it's a good tool and you can, any graphic use, I'm going to show it to you in just a few minutes uh, for other things that we've done. Uh, But it's a good tool if you don't have the skill or don't have the necessary applications, or don't have the necessary time, go have Fiverr do it. It's just easier.
1: Unless you or a family member is a graphic designer, I highly recommend sending this off and have somebody else take care of it uh, because you're just gonna save yourself so much time. And when you get it back, you're gonna go, oh, that looks great, I love it, it's professional. Whereas if you make it yourself, you're just never sure if it looks professional, if, uh, somebody else could have done a better job. And but by then, you know, it's keeping you from moving forward. So send it off, get it done, so you can focus on your business.
0: So I've been a member of Fiverr since it uh, first opened, not as a provider, not as a seller, but as a buyer. And I've probably used them, I'm gonna say hundreds of times. And I think in those hundreds of times, there was one uh, one in which I was completely disappointed and asked for my money back and got my money back. Uh, And that was an individual who basically promised to do something. And then when I saw the first cut, I realized this person cannot do this Um, and uh, didn't have any problems with it. And eventually that person was thrown off the platform. Then once they realize that the person is doing something, you know, offering something that they can't actually do, they throw them off the platform. So it is one of my favorite tools. So uh, brand images, do you wanna talk about this first or do you want me to?
1: You're gonna have to have banners on your YouTube page, your Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn, everywhere that uh, is a social media platform, you're gonna need banners. That is like a background and you may put some text on it or you may just wanna have something so unique that people automatically associate you your business with that picture, that banner. And that's what we have here.
0: So if you look at it, uh, we tried to show the banners that we most often use. So right now we're on messages and methods. You can see on our screen in the upper right-hand corner, you can see our messages and methods logo. But one of the things that StreamYard asks you for is your background image. And that background image, although you can't see all of it, there's no way for me to Show it to you.
1: I think you can if you make a small.
0: Uh, Let me see again. No, don't remove. Don't remove us. Uh, Like that. There,
1: you can. I guess you can't share the screen. I can't. I can't do. I can't share the screen.
0: So (laughs) that background is that image that you see right here, and I've just put a yellow tint on it. If you go to our Messages and Methods YouTube channel, you'll see it's the banner uh, at the top of the page. The Facebook page is the same thing. So every place we have presence uh, with Messages and Methods, you will see that image, it is consistent. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll see other images, for example, in our thumbnails, and, and you saw that thumbnail that I showed you earlier, that image is in the background. The same is true for AGK Media Studio. Now this presentation, because it's more generic, is under the AGK Media Studio brand. uh, And we're using this image, but you can see the banner at the top of my slides is a crop of that image. So it's consistent with that. I wanted to show you one more example. This is the background image, banner image that we use for Dr. Brown's. Uh, what's new in health and medicine. So that's his avatar logo, and that's his background image, and that re, re, uh, remains consistent from platform to platform. So when people see that image, they know it's coming from that brand, right? And it's, and it's a funny little thing to think about, but you'll be surprised uh, in today's world uh, where you're being associated with these various platforms from Facebook to YouTube to Twitter to Instagram to TikTok. All of them require those two things uh, to identify uh, your brand, your avatar, and your uh, background image. So um, uh, where can you get images? One of the benefits of having a subscription with both Snappa and Canva is they have a massive library of royalty-free images for you to use when you're developing products with them, when you're developing various pieces of content with them. And, uh, oops, excuse me. I don't know where that's coming from.
1: i just turn it off. (laughs) Did I? It's mine. I stopped ringing. Okay.
0: Uh, So uh, along with Snappa and along with Canva and what I tried to show over here, you'll see them on the sides. If you need an image, there's a search function up here and you can enter what you're looking for and it gives you some options. And as I said, one of the benefits of having those is those images are copyright and royalty free they're guaranteed to be. So you're not gonna have anybody come to your Facebook page, see something that you put up and say, oh, that image belongs to me. Uh, and there are people who will do that. Uh, but you can say, nope, got them from Canva and they, they're royalty free and copyright free, uh, Canva or Snappa. And uh, it's amazing. I don't know how big the library is, but if you do a search on say, I was looking for something uh, uh, with branding and that's the search word that I used. And I come back, I don't know, two or 300 uh, photos that they thought had the hashtag branding in it. Uh, so it's very complete, very, uh, very thorough and they're very large libraries. As another option, you can go to pexels.com and I'm gonna let Shelly talk about this because she uses it a lot.
1: So pexels.com offers you uh, these, the ability to download photographs that are uh, on their site they're free but you can make a donation to the photographer which toby always does He's a very generous man and (laughs) i like free stuff so i go there and I get stuff for free now when you download the pictures and uh you can what what i do and what i suggest you do is you download the picture you put it into a file folder and you begin to uh organize those folders so if you're if you're using photographs a lot especially if you're making slide presentations or you're doing a lot of social media or creating ebooks or whatever it is you're using these photographs for i suggest you create them in organized folders so i have like about 10 different folders men women groups couples um, um objects uh computers verticals uh, office, and horizontals. Um, things of that nature so uh, yeah, you can separate them out by vertical and horizontal if you wish as well. And they also offer video. Now, that's not exactly what we're talking about right now, but it is a place you can go if you uh, know how to edit video and you want video clips. They they also have them there at Pexels um, that you can download for free. Uh, the thing of it is that um, this, is, this is a great tool and it's available to you. And uh, it's always a place you can go because they're always updating, right? Always updating. So like when COVID started and people were starting to look for people, uh, pictures of people wearing masks and people, uh, doctors and nurses and that sort of thing, they, the photographers who work with Pexels just started uploading all kinds of that uh, type, type of thing because they knew people were looking for that. Um, we are looking for things of older people doing live streaming that's a little bit niche, but it's out there yeah. because people know there's a, a want for that they want they they find out what are people looking for and they provide it so uh they have very uh, new pictures there. If you can't find what you're looking for uh, anywhere else and you're looking for something that's kind of new or kind of niche, check out Pexels.
0: And one of the interesting things about them as a as a former working photographer is in order to get a lot of these photos, they're not serendipitous. You can't do that. You just can't start walking down the street, taking pictures of people and then selling those pictures unless you're a journalist and unless it's associated with some kind of news story. So you have to hire models in order to do that. And that's what they do. Or get family members. Or get or get family <laughs> members. We have one woman who's probably appeared who I you can't ask for her by name, but she's appeared in literally dozens of photos that we've used. And it's the same woman, different topic, but this same photographer. And what he's done is he's just taken these models and said, okay, you're in a business meeting, use this room, or you're walking down the street, having a conversation with your smartphone, et cetera. So they, so they use these models, they pay for the models, uh, or they get friends to do it or the you, or friends or family members to do it. Uh, they could pay for the location or they, go through the trouble of getting the location. And so they put a lot of work into these photos and that's why I feel I need to make a a small, it's not a big deal. I think every time I download something, it's like 10 bucks, but I wanna make sure that photographer knows that I appreciate the effort that they've uh, put into that. But if you don't want to, as a matter of fact, the minute you click on the the photograph, it downloads it for you to to your download folder and it doesn't ask. It follows up with something like, Would you like to say thank you? And your choice is to write thank you or to make a donation. I usually make a donation through uh, PayPal. One of the other interesting things is that these photographers come from all over the world. So uh, there are their sets, right? Are sometimes these european and eastern european older cities or, or or brick streets things that you wouldn't necessarily find uh in an american photographer you know because we're a more modern they still have these places in europe and eastern europe and so they use these image, images or or they uh, pose their models in these this imagery and it gives it a really different kind of um uh what's the right word uh it starts with a p i'll think of it later Uh, but it gives it a very provincial feel. And uh, sometimes that's what you're looking for in your photographs. So that's why Pexels is an important asset, even if you don't get uh, a Snappa or Canva account. And I believe you do have to be subscribers to uh, either Canva or Snappa to have access to their uh, photo libraries. So um, one of the other things, I'm gonna play this.
1: People are gonna think we're leaving yeah
0: so we have a piece of music associated with every program we either host or we produce for one of our clients. It's called the logo music. We use it when we introduce uh, the program. We use it if we have a uh, YouTube end card, we give the music to the to the individual that's producing the end card for us. Uh, and music, Uh, is great to have because, again, when you hear that music, you know, hey, here comes Shelly and Toby. One of the problems with music is that it is not always copyright and or royalty-free, and YouTube, as well as other video platforms, have a robotic application running in the background, and if that application hears that music, that copyrighted music on your program you get a copyright warning. They start with a warning and they ask you either to remove the video or figure out how to remove the music, uh, which is, so the best thing you can do for yourself is then, and if you do it often enough, you get a copyright strike. And if you do it three, if you get three copyright strikes, you lose uh, use of the platform. They lock your account. And sometimes they do it to the extent that you can't even get back to your old videos. So uh, you got a couple of options for that. One is Uh, then the easiest one is YouTube actually has a feature, once you get your YouTube account, it has a feature called the audio library. And uh, the library has thousands of pieces of music produced by individuals who have uploaded it with the intent of you using it. But in order to find the right uh, piece, the one that's royalty and copyright free, you have to make sure you choose, and there's a little uh, search filter right here, you choose attribution not required. And what that basically means is, you can use this music on any of your uh, content uh, and you don't even have to say where you got it from. Now, when we do that, when we do pick a piece of music, we always put the name of the piece and uh, who produced it. Um, so that they get at least that kind, but it says you'll see the license type right here, and it has the little YouTube symbol. That means you can use it on YouTube. If YouTube, if the robot, if the YouTube bot hears it, it's not going to ping you for it. Um, we've had bad experiences by picking music that we were told was royalty free, but there's the these. Um, gunslingers is the best way to describe them, From usually from South America. You put it up and you you bought it royalty-free and they debate it. They say, oh no, that's my piece of music. You find out it's a two-person company in Rio de Janeiro and you have to fight each one before you get it monetized. You get a, you get a copyright notice. Uh, you have to write back and say, no, it's not. You have to fill out a bunch of forms. And then after three days, uh, you might get the, the video back to monetize it uh, but by that time you've lost the majority of reviewers. So it's kind of a pain We have never had that happen with music that we've se- selected from the youtube audio library That's never ever happened So it's a very safe place to get your music uh and it can be pretty good music when we don't have when we need a quick option and They're always adding more. Yeah. Yeah, it is updated constantly. You'll get hundreds Uh, you'll get hundreds of choices uh, In this case, I picked uh attribution not required and ambient you get a bunch of choices um and
1: uh, you usually get about for something like that you'll probably have at least 50 choices
0: yeah if not more i mean there's a full screen of choices there and i can scroll down usually it has the number doesn't it like it'll have the number of pages to go to oh it's because i have it up mm-hmm. because i was playing it so that's one option. Uh, there are a couple of other options, but one that we've been real happy with is a, uh, an application called Twinkle. Oh, let me go back for a sec. So when you get your YouTube account, the best way you'll, you'll be able to select that once you learn how to use YouTube, you'll click on your avatar, you'll go to YouTube studio and then you'll look for audio library. But if you don't wanna go through that trouble, you don't know how to get there, you can use this link, HTTPS. Uh, colon slash slash studio dot youtube dot com slash and then you put your the word channel slash and your channel ID and your channel ID is that um, I think it's like 20 characters long and it's a combination of letters numbers and special characters it's your channel ID and if you put your channel ID in there followed by slash music it'll take you to your own YouTube audio library or you can start searching for the music that you want, okay? Second choice, we use uh, Twinkle, uh, and it's uh, you can find Twinkle at app.twinkle.io. Uh, it's a one-time fee of either $49 for an individual. We have the commercial fee because we download music for our clients as well, and it has a whole series of choices, uh, thousands of possible royalty-free copyright-free free pieces of music, usually without vocals, because you're using them as intro and outro music, you're using it for backgrounds. Uh, And it has a variety of categories here. The other nice thing about Twinkle, and I I can't show you this without going to Twinkle, it also has other features. So it has um, uh, video clips, it has sound effects, and it has, there was something else,
1: video clips, sound effects. Light effects, like smoke and...
0: Oh, oh, and then video effects. So it has video clips, video effects, and sound effects in addition to the sounds. And it also provides you uh, access to an editor called Video Creator. Uh, You can use the uh, free version if you have a Twinkle uh, account. So as I said, it's uh, forty-nine dollars. It's not a subscription. It's forty-nine dollars for an individual, ninety-nine dollars for a commercial, which means you can use the music for your clients as well. And uh, it too has a lot of great pieces, in my opinion. And I don't know whether Shelly will agree or not. In my opinion, the type of music that I get from Twinkle is better for what we use for how we use it than uh, YouTube Audio Library. Uh, but YouTube audio, audio Library is not only free, but it's uh, bulletproof, right? I haven't had any bad experience with uh, bad experiences that we've uh, with music that we've used uh, for Twinkle because they guarantee you it's copyright and royalty free. So that's a second option for you, music, and you should have at least one piece of music uh, that you use for your particular brand, right? You can have more, but you should have one that's consistent. All right. Anything else you wanted to add? In there? You don't use Twinkle as much as I do, do
1: you? I'm. I mean, just we just use it to pick out music yeah. for our clients.
0: So uh, intros and outros. Every time you go on YouTube, whether you're uploading a video or you're live streaming, you should have an intro and an outro. Uh, the difference between the two is that neither, although neither is required. YouTube does recognize the use of the outro. They call it an end card. And what they do is they give you 20 seconds at the end of your video uh, and you can use it for an end card and you can start putting video references in these boxes right here and you have uh, variations. Now, uh, I use, uh, and I'll, I'll explain why, I use Fiverr exclusively for these and I use probably the same four people them because they know what I want. Uh, and because all I have to do is give them the avatar, the colors, and the music, and they go from there. Uh, This is the intro for Eminem that you guys see. I'm just going to play it out here. It's seven seconds long, and that's about right for an intro. And all I did, as I said, I gave them the logo logo, Uh, The colors that we use, they pick the music because an intro doesn't usually use your logo music Uh, and they do the animations uh, with it and you pay 25 bucks for it. And that's 25 bucks that even if I were to value my time at $15 an hour, uh, that would be four or five hours worth of work for me when in reality it takes me. I don't know, 10 minutes to upload it onto Fiverr and I'll show you what it looks like. This is the YouTube end card. This is for the, every time you put up a video, this is the last 20 seconds uh, of your video, whether you're streaming or not. And you'll see at the end of today's show, I'll play it to make sure it's the last 20 seconds of our video. I'll
1: play the whole thing?
0: No, I'm just gonna stop right here and show them the features. So it's got a kind of a countdown timer here that represents 20 seconds. It has two spaces in there that I can put either videos or playlists. And it has our main information, our messagesandmethods.com, supportedmessagesandmethods.com, and our uh, phone number. So that's the last 20 seconds of the video. Now, uh, when I want these done, oops. I absolutely use Fiverr. I used to do these back in the olden days of seven years ago, five years ago. But it's just too much easier on Fiverr, especially after you've found a couple of vendors that you use consistently. Uh, you can just say, it ha- It looks like the last one, except here are the colors, here's the avatar, etc. But let me give you an example. I placed this order on August 23rd for an outro for an end card. It cost me 26 bucks and it was delivered the following day. And I did that for one of our clients and our clients don't pay for that. There's actually included in, in their fees. They're part of their production fees. Uh, but I ordered it on the 23rd, got it back on the 24th and it cost me 26 bucks. And that would have taken me hours to uh, develop that. So
1: actually it only took a few hours because you, 10 oh, o- I ordered 10 it. 10:08 p.m. to 4:37 a.m. Yeah, so
0: it took five hours. It was yeah. just because they're on the other side of the world, so it's their daytime there. Uh, so he got it back to me in five hours. So uh, I would have spent that five hours trying to do the same thing, literally. Uh, so that's what makes it so much uh, easier and uh, faster with these guys. And they tell you beforehand how much it's going to cost, which design you've selected, because they have choices that you can select from the various designs. Uh, and how much time it's going to take, and then you can do add-ons like I can, you know, if I want you to pick the music. We always give them the music because by that time we've selected it, and so they know uh, how to use it. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't think I would do this any other way at this point. It's just too uh, convenient when it comes to intros and outros. Okay, so uh, that's it. Did you want to add something? I Give a chance there.
1: You, you have the 20 seconds on the end of your video for a reason. YouTube wants you to keep people on YouTube, of course. Uh, keep them on the platform by showing them other videos they should go look at next, whether that's one of your own videos, one of your playlists, or somebody else's yeah. that rec- you recommend that maybe has uh, you know the same topic as what you've just talked about. YouTube wants you to keep people on the t- on the platform, and they will uh, reward you for doing so. So make use of those end cards, those end screens. Uh, to keep people interested and engaged with your content.
0: And and they don't have to be as dynamic as the ones that you've seen or that you will see at the end of the show. It could be literally a 1280 by 720 card where you've put those boxes yourself. But it's still easier to get a nice design uh, for a very good price and in a very short period of time. So we do want to mention. So one of the questions that we got from uh, one of our most recent shows was, "You, you guys all, t- you guys talk about these products because you're comfortable with them, but sometimes it takes time to learn." Um, so uh, we used to say, "If you want one hour of training, it's going to cost you forty-seven dollars." But and we do a lot of that, where people just say, "Could you show me how to use Streamyard?" Uh, or you can take our intensive, one-week-long you know, $1,000 course. Uh, But uh, starting next week, we're going to be offering a monthly membership, a subscription membership. It's going to run around $25 a month. And for that, you get uh, four live stream videos a month that are basically training videos. So if you don't know how to use Peloton, for example, um, we'll show you in a training video, a a training live stream, uh, how to use Peloton. You get four of those a month. Plus, you get up to one hour a month with one on one training. So, if you say, I can't wait uh, for the next Peloton video, I want to spend one hour talking about Peloton, that's included in your subscription. So, take a look for that. We'll announce more uh, in next week on next week's uh, show. But if you want to make sure you're in the loop, uh, go to news.agkmedia.studio and sign up for our email newsletter because all the information will uh, be there, our weekly uh, update. Uh, So it'll all be there at news.agkmedia.studio and sign up with your name and email address. And you can become a subscriber and have access to all of this content, in addition to being invited to every one of the live streams, which will be uh, custom- you know, no one else will be invited, You'll only members will be invited. Not only will you be invited to the live streams, but you have access to videos from all the previous live streams. So uh, we'll develop a library of content that belongs only to uh, the members. We'll have more information next week. Okay. Anything else?
1: That's all I have. So. We hope that uh, this helped you to nail down your branding assets and what you need to get in place uh, before moving forward. And that you also understand that uh, you can always change them later. You can do a rebranding when it's necessary. So don't let these decisions slow you down and keep you from getting on to the next thing. The most important thing for a new business owner is to make sales. Uh, this is nice to have. It's pretty and, uh, and, it, and it makes things fun, but don't let it get in the way of making sales.
0: I yes, say goodbyes.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us today for our messages and methods livecast. We hope you enjoyed week four, building your branding assets. Again, we have 11 episodes altogether that will soon become a book. And we hope that uh, this information is helpful in getting you up and running in your online business so that you can live stream, podcast, and blog at the same time every week.
0: And we'll see you next week at the same time, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time.
2: Thank you for joining us for the AGK Media Studio Podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.